You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is Morning Breath. We're a drive-time devotion, and it's sure to jumpstart your day. That works by reading a chapter of the Bible, spending some time just asking God to speak to your hearts, uh, see if God's, you know, lead you into a verse or a section of it any anything goes it's just read the chapter and ask god to speak to your heart and that has been my morning devotion for a long time decades and it was just the way i did it and we decided to put it on the radio one time and it's worked out pretty good and we're excited about you getting into the word of god and that's the only reason we do morning breath Our desire is to see you read your Bible on a regular basis. There's nothing else that will replace that. There's nowhere else you can go. Little bits are all great. Uh, version. I use it every morning. I, I listen to the chapter from a couple of different translations, and then I pick up my old paper Bible, and then I read it in my paper Bible with a pen in my hand. I have a wide margin, and I just write down little thoughts that come to me and maybe ask a question and go, I wonder what that was. And uh, then maybe I go look it up to see if I can figure out what it was. And that's just how I spend my time on morning breath. Now, so you know which chapter, we have a system for that. And I have a special guest today. Marty's with me today. Marty, first of all, tell everybody who you are. Who are What's your name? Marty Sutherland. It is. It's Marty Sutherland, and Marty's going to tell you how to get connected with Morning Breath. Sure. Um, You can go to the East Coast app or eccc.us for all information for events, past sermons, and Morning Breath episodes. Uh, You can find East Coast uh, Christian Center on Facebook or Instagram and YouTube. Uh, And if all else fails, you can always call us at 321-452-452. 1060 and we'll email you with uh, more information about east coast by the way sir kids camp yeah june 6th yeah man okay check out the events page for any more events and details yeah it's going on and we we tell you early i know it's june's far out there but when you're making decisions for the summer and you want somewhere for your children to be it's a great camp gonna be monday through thursday i believe are the dates of that is that right Nick, Nick's going to look that up for us on the event page while, while we're doing that. A uh, couple of other things to d- just think about is I need some information because we're trying to make some good decisions with morning breath. And so I need you to do me a huge favor. If you listen to morning breath on the radio, WMIE, at 5 a.m. to 5.30, 7.30, to 8 a.m., 4 p.m. to 4.30, any of those times, or even Saturday night, you listen to the service at 5.30, could you please call us and let us know, hey, I listen to Morning Breath at 7 o'clock, 7.30, or whatever the time is that you listen on WMIE. No other way, not if you listen on a podcast or any other digital way that you obtain it, but that you actually have your radio on and you listen to it on the radio. Call us at 452-1060. Of course, that's 321-452-1060. I know that's hard, but it we need that so that we can make good decisions 
uh, because every dime that comes in, we feel a responsibility. And we never ask you for money. We don't, you know, we don't ask you for much on Morning Breath, but we need this from you. Please call if you listen to WMIE and what time you listen. It's very important to us. We would really appreciate that. So we're going to get right into the chapter. Uh, but before we do, Marty, tell us just a little bit about yourself. Sure. Why are you here? Well, first of all, Marty's here because he's at the church. He's a great guy. And I thought it'd be great to do morning breath with him now from there. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, thank you, Pastor Dan. Um, I am the ministry leader for Celebrate Recovery, which we have at, at East Coast Christian Center. And also, they I claim they they say that I'm the host team leader, but that's a, a total team effort, and mostly my wife Julie is uh, the one who takes care of that. Stop right there! Uh, you're the Celebrate Recovery. What what in the world is that? Celebrate Recovery is uh, a place for hurts, habits, and hangups. And we like to say, if you're over five years old, you probably have something going on that we could <laughs> probably try and fix. So uh, yeah, it's Monday nights at six thirty in the kids building here at East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island. And so you come as a group, and everybody's in the group. Yep. And then what happens? Uh, well, we start out, we we pray, and we welcome everybody in. Then we uh, do this thing called the Eight Principles, which is based on the Beatitudes. Mm. Uh, we sing about three songs generally, and it's uh, Christian, probably some type of rock music. And uh, <laughs> then we do a lesson, and that, that goes from 6.30 till about 7.20. We take a 10-minute break. And that's everybody. And then when we take our breakouts, we do women go with women and men go with men. And we've got a couple of different groups for the women, and one is mixed issues and the other one's addictions. And the men, we're all the same mess up, so we just all go together. All of our stuff has to be it has to do with addiction to something somewhere, it, yeah, somehow. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I get it. So, and then that that event happens every every Monday evening, six thirty. Come at six o'clock. We yeah. have public subs or or pizza, and we have coffee, water. Yeah, and usually everybody comes to. Yeah, most people know our sanctuary, that kind of, you know, bigger pointy building, but it's in the flatter building that's in between the bowling alley and that building. Most of the people come down that side and come in that side door, don't yeah, they? Yeah, that's the way to yeah. get in. It's, and there's some flags up there's, and signs. Yeah, there's flags up and signs, and we've got two glass double doors, and it says, come on in, and we're yeah. there to to welcome everybody in and introduce you to some new people that are great. Yep, new people that are great that are fighting the same fight. Sure. And uh, have been successful by the grace of God. Yeah. Uh, Marty and I can both testify to the power of God to set set us free. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> have you been? You, you don't have any bad testimony in your past, right? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah no, right. No, okay. just, yeah. Working our way around here. No, we, we both do, and we're both free, and it's... It's better, just so much better to be free than to be in bondage. And so we're going to read chapter 14, long chapter. I'm going to read the first 36 verses, and I'm going to read New King James. What are you going to read? NIV. And you're going to pick it up at verse 37. 37, yes. Okay, get me started. I say unto you, read, sir. Wonderful. After two days, it was the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might take him by trickery and put him to death. But they said, Not during the feast, lest there be an uproar of the people. And being in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at the table, a woman came, having an alabaster flask of very costly oil of spikenard. And then she broke the flask and poured it on his head. 
But there were some who were indignant among themselves and said, why was this fragrant oil wasted? For it might have been sold for more than 300 denaria and given to the poor. And they criticized her sharply. But Jesus said, let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always, and whenever you wish, you may do them good, but me you do not always have. She has done what she could do. She has come beforehand to anoint my body for burial. Assuredly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will be also told as a memorial to her. Then Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went to the chief priest to betray him to them. And when they heard it, they were glad and promised to give him money. So he sought how he might conveniently betray him. Now on the first day of unleavened bread, when they killed the Passover lamb, his disciples said to him, Where do you want us to go and prepare that you may eat the Passover? And he sent out two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the city and a man will meet you carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him. Wherever he goes in, say to the master of the house, the teacher says, where is the guest room in which I may eat the Passover with my disciples? Then he will show you a large upper room furnished and prepared. There make ready for us. So his disciples went out and came into the city and found it just as he said to them, and they prepared the Passover. In the evening he came with the twelve. Now as they sat and ate, Jesus said, Assuredly, I say to you, one of you who eats with me will betray me. And they began to be sorrowful and to say to him one by one, Is it I? And another said, Is it I? He answered and said to them, it is the one of the twelve who dips with me in the dish. The Son of Man indeed goes just as it is written of him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man if he'd never been born. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed, and broke it, and gave it to them and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank from it. And he said to them, This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many. Assuredly, I say to you, I will no longer drink of the fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it anew in the kingdom of God. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, all of you will be made to stumble because of me this night, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after I've been raised, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter said to him, even if all are made to stumble, yet I will not be. Jesus said to him, assuredly, I say to you that today, even this night, before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. But he spoke more vehemently. If I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And they all said likewise. Then they came to a place which was named Gethsemane. Gethsemane and he said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. 
And he took Peter, James, and John with him, and he began to be troubled and deeply distressed. And when he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death, stay here and watch. He went a little further and fell on the ground and prayed that, if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Simon, he said to Peter, are you asleep? Couldn't you keep watch for one hour? Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Once more he went away and prayed the same thing. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. They did not know what to say to him. Returning the third time, he said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Enough. The hour has come. Look, the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. Just as he was speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, appeared. With him was a crowd armed with swords and clubs sent from the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him and lead him away under guard. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Rabbi, and kissed him. The men seized Jesus and arrested him. Then one of those standing near drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Am I leading in rebellion, said Jesus, that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I was with you, teaching in the temple courts, and you did not arrest me. But the scriptures must be fulfilled. Then everyone deserted him and fled. A young man wearing nothing but a linen garment was following Jesus. When they seized him, he fled naked, leaving his garment behind. They took Jesus to the high priest, and all the chief priests, the elders, and the teachers of the law came together. Peter followed him at a distance, right into the courtyard of the high priest. There he sat with the guards and warmed himself at the fire. The chief priest and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death, but they did not find any. Many testified falsely against him, but their statements did not agree. Then some stood up and gave this false testimony against him. We heard him say, I will destroy this temple made with human hands, and in three days will build another not made with hands. Yet even with their, then their testimony did not agree. Then the high priest stood up before them and asked Jesus, Are you not going to answer? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent and gave no answer. Again, the high priest asked him, Are you the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed One? I am, said Jesus. And you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. The high priest tore his clothes. Why do we need any more witnesses, he asked. You have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? They all condemned him as worthy of death. Then some began to spit at him. They blindfolded him, struck him with their fists, and said, Prophesy. And the guards took him and beat him. While Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came by. When she saw Peter warming himself, she looked closely at him. You also were with that Nazarene Jesus, she said, but he denied it. I don't know or understand what you're talking about, he said, and went out into the entryway. When the servant girl saw him there, she said again to those standing around, This fellow is one of them. Again, he denied it. After a little while, those standing near said to Peter, Surely you are one of them, for you are a Galilean. He began to call down curses, and he swore to them, I don't know this man you're talking about. Immediately the rooster crowed the second time. 
Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows twice, you will disown me three times. And he broke down and wept. Amen. Amen. Wow. This is an amazing, uh, uh, amazing and moving, moving chapter, thinking about Jesus alone praying in that garden and, and bringing his three closest friends with him. And they kept falling asleep, and uh, it, 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 wasn't as, it wasn't real to them. It, it was just another day of Jesus going and seeking the Father, and, but Jesus knew the moment. He knew the hour that he was in. That's a pretty, pretty wild thought. Yeah. Another wild thought I had when I read this uh, is he's doing this Passover, and, and uh, you know, there's this adventure. I, I wrote down second great, great faith adventure. For me, the first uh, great faith adventure was when he told his disciples, go get the donkey for the triumphal entry. It's going to be there if they ask you, what are you doing with my donkey? Say the, the master has need of it, and then they'll let you. That would, I mean, if Marty or Nick told me to go do that in the parking lot, there's a BMW out there, you know, and God wants you to get it. And if, if the police ask you why you're taking it, tell them, you know, Jesus needs it. That that would take. Uh, I I would think more than once about that. Oh boy, here I go. But this was this was real, and they had to go and find a man walking carrying a pitcher of water. I had all, often wondered about, but when I read that, is like, did he send somebody beforehand? One of the other unknown disciples yeah or was it completely supernatural and it was just okay this is going to happen this way and that's all i've often thought about that well what i think is i think he'd already set it up and that he had someone there now you got to remember this is passover in jerusalem and so that meant jews were coming from all over israel you you had to be there it, this was, wasn't like an optional event. This was an event that the Jews came to Jerusalem to celebrate the pa- Passover. Mm-hmm. That's something they did. So imagine a city the packed size of, yeah, packed with people, the size of, wow, um, um, it, it's a little bigger than this, but the size of the Merritt Island Mall. It's not huge. It's, it's not like we think cities and you think Merritt Island. Right. No, 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 no. Don't think Meridon wasn't anywhere near that big. I mean, you might think Mims, smaller than Mims, all right? We're, we're, we're talking, Little town. you know, three times, let's say, the size of the mall. Yeah. That's how big it was. Yet, it was packed with people. Remember when, when uh, Jesus and his bride, Mary, went to Bethlehem to take the census there were so many people in Bethlehem, there was no was room no for anybody uh, to exactly, stay. Yeah. So there is no way there would be a large upper room that was sitting there ready unless there'd been some preparation. Yeah. But the disciples didn't know that. So they had to go find this guy walking with a pitcher of water. Now, <laughs> why would... I mean, at first, when I first thought about this, I thought, well, the only way they got water places was carry it. You know, there were there were some aqueducts and there were some ways to move water, but they 
all went to like a central location, the the well that was at this area or sure. the fountain that was at that area. Yeah. Um, you didn't like go to the tap in the bathroom and turn on the water. You had to go get water yep. and it had to be carried somewhere else. But what's super interesting about this is a man is doing it. And men very often weren't the servants that's right that carried water it was usually the women it was usually the women so that's what made it unique and so it was unique enough that the disciples went there's a guy with a pitcher let's follow him i mean the chances it's just like one of those faith adventures where i'm gonna go walk into a city that is like a convention center site that the that the road the roads aren't wide they weren't made for you know two cars to go both ways when you go walk in the old city it's like uh if, if about 10 people across and the road's full and it's packed and they spot this guy walking with this picture and they follow him and the master of the house says the room is there it's ready and it's interesting it says let me see if i can get it right for it he, then he showed you, verse 15, a large upper room furnished and prepared. It says, there, make ready for us. And so they go out, they do it. The guy shows them, but they had to go in and actually make it Passover ready. It was ready in the sense of for Passover, but they had to bring in the four cups that would be on the table that they would drink from as they went. They had to bring the bitter herbs that they would eat to remind them of the bitter bondage they were in. They had to bring in the lamb kind of hip bone to uh, remember Jacob. You know, all that stuff would have had to been done. So they had some work to do. And then they're in this upper room and all these things go on. Is there anything else about that that stood out to you? I just like the fact that that Jesus had already planned it. They didn't know anything about it, and it worked. Just I think the thing you said about the man carrying the pitcher really stands out to me, because I never thought of that before. Because men would not be carrying the pitcher. Right. That was the code for them to find the guy. Yeah, yeah. In the the whole city, he's the only man probably <laughs> carrying a pitcher of water. And so you're like, oh, okay. How did how did that happen? Yeah. The other thing that stands out in this chapter, of course, is this is this is where uh, the the sacrifice called Passover, yep. which was when the Jews were in Egypt and the avenging angel came to kill all the firstborn. He passed over the Israelites and their firstborn weren't killed. But that's really not what the word Passover means. It means that Israel was passed over back into the hand of God from Egypt. And so Passover happens, and then it says right in Scripture that this will be an ordinance forever. We're going to have to take a break. I didn't know we were that far along. We'll be back in just a little bit. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors.
At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321 453 Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. You know, uh, Marty, I think this went really fast because the chapter was so yeah, long, it's a, too. super long chapter. But the, the other thing that stood out to me here, it, it says in verse 26, so they've done all this stuff. He's getting ready to go to the Garden of Gethsemane and sweat blood in prayer. Yep. He knows where he's at. He knows what he's dealing with. But it says, then when they had sung a hymn, 
they went out to the Mount of Olives. And when it says sung a hymn, they actually sing Psalms 115 through 118. That was, it's called the Song of Ascents. If you'll look in your Bible, that's what it'll say. The Song of Ascents. In other words, they're going up the mountain to worship God. And to think for a moment that Jesus was able to worship and sing. You know, I would I would be, you know, they, they'd have to have me in a straitjacket yeah. to get me to go through full well what he was going to have. You know, what yeah. I was going to face. But yet Jesus sings those songs with his disciples. Yep. And uh, that moment, you know, I, I won't see it in person. But thinking of that moment made me so proud that I serve such an incredible God. Great God. Uh, anyway, uh, we got to go. It's been a great time doing Morning Breath with you, Marty. Thank you so much. Uh, next time, I'll give you a little bit more time to talk. God bless you guys. Have a great day in Jesus. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.